Suddenly, two men dressed in white stood beside them. They said, Why are you standing there? In the first reading, Jesus told them to wait for him in Jerusalem, to wait for the promise of the Father, which Jesus told them about. John baptized them with water, but they will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. He then was lifted up into a cloud. We are celebrating the ascension of Jesus today, marking his completion of his earthly mission. He returns to heaven as a savior, conquering humanity's greatest enemies, sin, Satan, and death, on the cross. Language has limitations. It's a challenge to explain, articulate, or make sense of the mysteries of faith that come our way. Words so often fail us as to we try to understand and share our experiences of a mystery that is so far greater than us. The limitations of language are not limited to just our faith either. Try describing to someone, in totality, the person you love the most. We try. We can come up with qualities, physical attributes, and personality traits. But with words, we fail, we fall short of expressing all of who that person is and what they mean to us. Acknowledging the limitations of word and language, we encounter the solemnity of the ascension. What is it that we are celebrating? You might say, weren't you paying attention? Jesus was lifted up to be seated at God's right hand. The issue with focusing on the action of being lifted up is that it doesn't explain why there would be so many different accounts of the same event. You might have noticed that there are two different accounts in our readings today, one from the Acts of the Apostles and the other from the Gospel of St. Luke. Both are ascension accounts, but they are different. Your head might spin a little when you realize the account in Acts of the Apostles, authored by St. Luke, is different than what he recorded in the Gospel. And how can this be? Both accounts are trying to express the same reality. There's that limitation of language again. The reality we celebrate today is but one special aspect of the mystery of the resurrection of Jesus. We celebrate the reality that Jesus died, rose, and now reigns. To begin to understand the solemnity we celebrate, we need to acknowledge that God's demonstration of love found in the resurrection marks the beginning of a new era, a new experience of time and space. Jesus is truly alive, as shown in his physical encounter with his disciples, which we have been recalling these last seven weeks. Jesus is no longer confined to the limitation of time and space as we know them. Christ's ascension is not so much that he went somewhere because he is here. He is truly risen, and he is here in Scripture, in the Eucharist, in us, his church, the new body of Christ that walks the earth and then it continues his mission. The event of Jesus' resurrection unveiled a new reality. The solemnity of ascension is an expression of that reality, that Jesus lives above or outside of our reality of time and space. He lives eternally, everywhere, and in everything. This might be too difficult to grasp. 
In the second reading, St. Paul prayed for the community in Ephesus, that God gives us what we need to take in all the best we can. St. Paul prays that God gives us a spirit of wisdom and revelation, resulting in knowledge of Him, and that the eyes of our hearts be enlightened. He prays not to open our minds, but our hearts. As Jesus makes His journey home to heaven on the 40th day of Easter, He promises He will send His apostles, the Holy Spirit of God, and that He will return at the end of time. In our human experience, it is easier to say goodbye to someone when we believe we will see them again. It is even better when they leave something behind for us to remember them. On the Ascension, Jesus does both. News of the coming of the Spirit and the hope of Jesus' return make it much easier for the apostles to let go of Jesus as he returns to heaven. Still, something was missing. The apostle converted no one to the faith between Easter and the Ascension. Indeed, it was not until they received the promise, Holy Spirit of God, that they finally found their faith and their voice. Up until that point, they were afraid they would be the next one to die for the faith. Once the Spirit proved to them that Jesus was alive, never to die again, they too found themselves willing to go forth and risk their lives to spread the gospel. Once they were no longer afraid to die, the apostles became less afraid to live. Jesus gave the promise of the coming of the Holy Spirit both at the Last Supper and as he ascended. In both cases, he also stated that we come again at the end of time to bring this world to its end and the kingdom of God to its fulfillment. We hasten his return inasmuch as we carry on the work he gave to the apostles to be disciples and make disciples. It is worth noting that Jesus ascended from the village of Bethany, two miles from Jerusalem. It is the same place where he raised his friend Lazarus from the tomb immediately prior to Palm Sunday in his Passion. This location serves as a reminder that the resurrection and the promise of eternal life are not just a reward given by God to Jesus for a job well done. Rather, the promise of eternal life is for any and all who profess that Jesus is Lord, who confess their sins and live for the kingdom and for the glory of God. Jesus told his disciples to stay in the city until you are clothed with power on high. He promises to give us the power we need to live as his people. In the Acts of the Apostles, the angels asked the apostles why they were standing around looking at the sky as if to suggest that time is wasting and to get busy. There is a gospel to preach, a church to build, and a kingdom to prepare. The task given to them is the task entrusted to us by our baptism, to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth until he comes again. In spite of all the limitations that we might encounter in our words or language, we proclaim and celebrate that Christ is risen. We are baptized in the Holy Spirit, which gives us the power Jesus promised. He urges us to stay close to our brothers and sisters, stay close to Him, keep praying. He will fill us with His Spirit. So let us quit standing around and get moving. We have work to do. He is truly risen and now lives and reigns forever with God. Amen. <laughs>